Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also catch me live Sunday nights in St. Louis at 97.1 FM Talk. I do my show 7 to 9 p.m. St. Louis time, and I also do videos during the week. I call them Headlines with Heidi, and if you're interested, you can find them at Vimeo, Heidi Harris Show. I also post them to HeidiHarris.com, and I often do them live on my Heidi Harris Show Facebook page. But if you forget all that, just go to HeidiHarris.com. I'm experimenting with a new computer system and a new mic, so if you hear a little thumping and bumping, it's because I had it on the wrong setting when I recorded this podcast. So just bear with me. Focus on the content. I promise it. It'll be interesting and I'll fix it for next time. Now, many of you know that social issues are more important to me than political issues. And it's not that politics doesn't matter. It's not that good leadership doesn't matter because it does. But ultimately, the family is what matters the most. And I feel as if there's not a lot of effort put into preserving the families. Now, I realize government can't preserve families, but oftentimes, you know, government does things that actively hurt the families or they promote things that are contrary to family values. And that hurts kids and that hurts society. Story I talked about on my St. Louis show this last week, which is so important. And this is crazy. There was a story that came out about um, almost 10 years ago in the Arcadia Unified School District. This is California 2013. Okay, uh, The National Center for Lesbian Rights filed a complaint on behalf of a California junior high student who was initially raised as female. She was a girl. They said she now identified as male and wanted to use the boys' bathroom at school and uh, room with boys overnight on school trips. What could go wrong? So Yaele Martinez was one of the first Arcadia Unified students to be treated this way under a new system. This was a system that required students to be treated according to their gender identity and facilitate their social transitions to the opposite sex, subject to ongoing federal supervision. Okay, So what happened was, according to her mom, she transitioned to Andrew and it worsened her mental health problems. And long story short, in 2019, her beautiful girly girl, mom says, who dressed like a princess as a child, stepped in front of a train at age 19. So we know these stories are rampant. And let me give some more details about this because the mother was recently speaking at an event at Heritage Foundation and it's so important. She said, I want everyone to know the truth about what happened to our family because it didn't have to happen. The mother of four said she immigrated to the United States from El Salvador at 18. She said, I can't explain this pain. Even when you breathe, it hurts. She notified the school in 2013 that her daughter was showing signs of depression and that she was being bullied for her looks. Now, I remember junior high and I had a terrible time my first year of junior high. I was picked on for my looks. I was picked on because the kids that we were bussed to thought we were all rich white kids, which certainly wasn't true in my case. And it was terrible and I won't go over it, but I spent most of the first of my seventh grade year crying in the counselor's office. I'm not going to lie to you. I did. It was terrible, terrible transition. You're in the locker room. The other girls are developing. You're not, you know, whatever, you know, the drill boys and girls go through this. It's a terrible time of life for many kids, but it's also a time of life that kids will get through eventually. Right. But administrators, because of this political agenda, allegedly trace the mental health problems to gender dysphoria. That's what it has to be. It can't be anything else. It's gender dysphoria. And they socially transitioned her. The mom said she supported her daughter's exploration of male hairstyles and outfits. You know, some people are tomboys. I was till puberty hit. And agreed to call her Andrew. But see, I never thought it was a boy. Anyway, Martinez apparently told the mom, told her daughter she was going through temporary phases. Yes, she was. The school disagreed. 
falsely claiming that Yaeli had identified as a male since childhood. How would they know? She just got to junior high. How would you know that? And if the daughter said that, I'd want the mom in the room when she said that. The mom said, I was accused of not opening my eyes. The daughter ran away after a suicide attempt, informed that California, listen to this, would pay for transgender medical procedures if she were removed from the home and that the transition would improve her mental health. Great, fantastic. A transgender peer, here we go, coached her on what to tell Department of Child and Family Services and the school, of course, supported her removal from the home too. Of course they did. She was put in foster care and paired with an LGBTQ support group at age 16. I am so glad that that wasn't available when I was in junior high crying in the counselor's office because I can tell you who knows what would have happened. I talked to a friend of mine the other day about that who said she totally felt like she was a boy. Now, I never felt like a boy. I just wasn't a girly girl. But this person I talked to said she really felt like a boy when she was a young kid. And thank God this wasn't around then, right? Mom said she went to court every single month to get her daughter back, unsuccessfully seeking a psychological evaluation for her daughter, okay? During hour-long visits, supervised, by the way, she was banned from discussing certain topics with her daughter, including, wait for it, God, who made them male and female. Now, I'm not going to rag on transgender people. I don't do that. I don't care what adults do. It's their business. Uh, but God did make them male and female. And you're not a female because you take a bunch of hormones. You're still going to have, you know, a, a bone structure, a, you know, all kinds of parts of your skeleton are still going to be male or female. I mean, come on, do I need to go into it? No, I don't. Officials ignored the mother's pleas to treat her mental health problems instead of giving her cross-sex hormones, which didn't make her feel better, which she allegedly apparently confessed in group therapy. Okay. Anyway, long story short, um, it's just terrible. And the bottom line is this daughter ultimately at the age of 19 stepped in front of a train. And this is unfortunately what happens to many, many of these kids. Now, I, once again, I'm not ragging on transgender people. I never will. It's not that I'm afraid to say anything. I'm, I'm not afraid to. I just don't rag on them. I don't understand the uh, problem that you were born one thing and you think you're another. Okay, th that's none of my business if you're an adult. But if you're a child, it is my business. It's everybody's business. It's society's business to protect these children from these predators. They are predators trying to get kids to take these drugs and ruin them, turn them into medical units. What do they want everybody to look like, a Teletubby? That's what they're doing. It's crazy land. Anyway, so I'm very passionate about this. I'm going to continue to talk about this. The mom's going to continue to talk about this. There was another mom who spoke to Heritage. She talked about the fact that, uh, without going into lots of detail on this story, she said her daughter was only celebrated after school, listen to this, after she started identifying as male. Well, no kidding. That's what kids do. It's called getting attention and getting approval in the wrong way. Some girls sleep with a bunch of boys. They want approval. They think that'll get them approval, which, of course, never works, but that's what they think. And, hey, this will get me attention. I'll dress like a boy and act like a boy and have them call me, you know, I don't know, Louie now. It's crazy. Just crazy. So the Family Policy Alliance has been one of those groups, very concerned like I have been, about what's happening with the family. And they've got a great new program out I'm going to talk to you a little bit about. And I'm going to have Meridian Baldacci talk to you about it. She's the Senior Director of Strategy at the Family Policy Alliance. Meridian Baldacci, how are you? Welcome to the Heidi Hare Show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Heidi. Glad to have you. Now, you've got a really interesting, you do, you do a lot of things related to the issues that I really care about. And you've got a new kind of a new, uh, what, what do you want to call it, a campaign called Help Not Harm that is so important when it comes to transgender kids because more and more states now, Texas, Arkansas, some others, are paying attention to the damage being done to these kids 
who are given these crazy drugs when they're you know not even old enough to vote. That's right. Yeah, you know, there's a reason we call it help, not harm, um, because kids kids who are going through these transgender interventions uh, really are facing harm um, in many cases, uh, very serious and irreversible harm. Um, up to and including sterilization. Um, so when we, we talk about transgender interventions for kids, we're talking about quite literally sterilizing children, um, which should be concerning to anyone, uh, wherever you stand on the political spectrum. Um, and we think that kids that are are considering those kinds of, of procedures that are, are really having them pushed on them um, are deeply hurting. I mean, they are hurting to the point that they feel like they need to radically alter their body in order to feel comfortable in their body. Um, and no child should ever be told that uh, that is the solution, that hormones and surgeries are going to be the solution for a hurting heart. Um, and so we believe that those kids need real help and not the harm of these hormones and surgeries. That's true. We're through with Meridian Baldacci from the Family Policy Alliance. And you know what's so important to Meridian is that if, if it worked, Okay, let, let's go with maybe these things work. Well, then why is the suicide rate something like 20 times higher among people who struggled in this area? And, and, we're, and we're not judging, you're not judging them. No one's judging people who have some issues and they're, not con they're concerned about what's, you know, what, what they think they might be. But we know that what they're doing now, this one size fits all, take a pill, take this off, add this. We know that doesn't work. It doesn't help them. That's the worst part. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, what you're, you're referencing is a study that showed that in the long run, um, the suicide rates among those who um, identify as transgender and then actually go through with these procedures, um, in, the, in the long run, that's actually significantly higher uh, than their comparable peers. Um, and so we know that this, you know, if the big argument for um, allowing kids to go through these transgender interventions is that you know, they're, otherwise they're going to otherwise they're going to kill themselves. Otherwise, we're going to have you know be dealing with this huge suicide rate. The reality is, these hormones and surgeries aren't making that go away because these kids are dealing with a hurting heart again. That's why we need to actually provide meaningful help. And you know, there are, we're we're starting to see uh, bits of the international community uh, recognize this. Uh, just just last week, Sweden um, actually updated its its guidelines um, and made, made an announcement that they think that the risk outweighs the benefits um, for kids who are who are facing this um, when they go through transgender interventions. Yeah, it's a frightening thing. It really, truly is. And what people don't understand is they're they're bowing to the whims. First of all, it starts when they're little kids. You know, when you and I were in school, there wasn't anybody in school who thought they were a different sex. I mean, there may be people. I was a total tomboy, but I never thought I was a boy, right? Until puberty hit, I was like, whoa, now I'm a girl. But I, you know, I'd wear the dresses occasionally, but more of a tomboy. But never did I think I was a boy. And we didn't really have that. But now you've got teachers. I know you're quite a bit younger than I am, but we have teachers now who are putting this garbage in kids' heads and getting them convinced that they might be a boy or they might be a girl. And they're saying, what? And by the time they're 10 or 11, they want to be called a different pronoun. And what's really frightening about it, besides the fact that it's, it's children who can't even, you know, decide what to eat for breakfast, they'd eat chocolate cake. What's really frightening is that a lot of times the parents aren't even told that they're being called a different pronoun at school. And there are some states that are pushing to have these drugs given to these children without the parents' consent. That's just insanity. Yeah, it's starting starting with kids as, as young as kindergarten being read picture books uh, to just help help them in, uh, think about 
uh, their, their gender and ponder whether they might have been born in the wrong body or whether they might prefer to be the opposite sex. Uh, which, as you say, is, is something kids, a concept kids are not even ready to, uh, ready to deal with, but where we're pushing, pushing these on kids at ages five, six, seven. Um, and it's no wonder that a few years later they're asking for these hormones and surgeries. But even, even for kids who uh, maybe are more organically struggling with, um, struggling with this for some other reason, it's still just as harmful to them when we're coming in and saying, the solution to your problem is these uh, hormones that are, are, are to, to block your puberty, put you on cross-sex hormones far above naturally occurring levels, um, and then potentially line you up down the road uh, for, in girls' case, a double mastectomy or other, other surgeries like this. It's just tragic. Let me take a moment to mention my fantastic sponsor, Boss Security Screens. BossSecurityScreens.com is the website. Check it out. These security screens are American-made, guaranteed for life, guaranteed to prevent forced intrusions and break-ins. They're incredible. They come in 300 colors. They're HOA-approved. They look like normal solar screens. They function like solar screens until the bad guy tries to, I don't know, throw a chair through your window or to rock or something like that, take a hammer to your window. They're not getting in. And I'll tell you what, as things get a little dicier, don't you want your home protected? My home was protected by Boss Security Screens. Please give them a call. They're happy to come out and give you a free estimate. BossSecurityScreens.com. Just check out the website, B-O-S-S, BossSecurityScreens.com, BossSecurityScreens.com. Back to my conversation with Meridian Baldacci from the Family Policy Alliance. There was a story, and I'm sure you followed this a couple of years ago, and it was just outrageous. There was a young girl, and I don't know the state. I don't have it in front of me. I don't remember what state it was in, but it was in America. Young girl, about 16, 15, 16, thought she was transgender, wanted to have the surgery. Her parents said, listen, honey, we love you, which is what I'd say to my kid. I love you, but we're not letting you do any of this while you're living under our roof. All right, if you want to do something later, we don't like it, but we'll, you know, we have to tolerate it, but you're not doing it when you're underage. And that's what the parents said. Let's, let's go do counseling, honey. Let's do this. Let's do that. I'm going to kill myself if you don't let me do this. Ultimately, the judge took this child away from her parents and gave her to the custody of her affirming, I'm using air quotes here, grandparents. This happened in America, Meridian. That is just yeah. beyond my comprehension. Yeah, this is stories like that and even the smaller microcosms of that, like you were talking about what's going on in schools. Uh, that is why parents have become their own interest group. They see what is happening to their kids, what, is, what the messages that schools are telling them, the messages that culture is telling them, and the ways that uh, some people in power would like to, um, to strip away parents' rights. And parents are fed up with it. They're ready to uh, become their own interest group and to stand up for their rights as parents and stand up for what's best for their kids. I mean, that's why the uh, the mama bear movement, as it's come to be termed, has uh, taken off in Virginia. Uh, that's why we saw the um, just uh, landslide um, change uh, in, in, in the, Vir the Virginia elections um, when parents realized what was going on in schools and said, no more, enough, I'm standing up for my kids and I'm doing what's best for them. That's absolutely true. And it's just, it's so scary because you can't even set a broken arm if a child falls off a swing without getting the parents to sign off, and yet they want to do all these things. Now, where does it come from, Meridian? Is it coming from Planned Parenthood because they supply the drugs? Where, where I've, I've not been able to figure out where it started. Uh, you're correct that Planned Parenthood is, is definitely engaged in this. Um, it, it is 
some, something a lot of people aren't aware of is that the Planned Parenthood um, actually actually does very much engage in, in supporting transgender interventions and uh, su- supplying there. But I think it goes much much broader than that. Um, I think this is something that has been um, happening now uh, for for several years um, in in schools. There are uh, leading activist organizations that have been working to get this kind of curriculum, um, especially in the schools, and then to um, encourage, encourage teachers uh, to talk about it. Um, and I think we're seeing that kind of uh, it go throughout our, our, our broader culture as well. But if I, if I had to pin it to one place, I would actually say um, it is in the schools that, that we've seen this. And, you know, once you have uh, a generation of kids that you've begun to teach this idea, even if it's just in a few places, you know, even if it was just in the maybe the Bostons and the San Francisco's of the world, over time that begins to proliferate. And we get to where we are now where parents all over the country are discovering this kind of material in their schools and are outraged at what they're seeing. Yeah, it, it's nuts, and, and it's happening all over the country. And you're right about the fact that, you know, once it gets into schools, then anybody who stands up and says, wait a minute, I've got a question here, is shouted down by everyone else. You're not being affirming. You're not, you know, taking into account this child may be suffering. And these, and we're not, we're not trying to be psychologists here. We're just saying, why not have all the options, and why can't kids go to counselors? And there are people trying to shut down any kind of counseling that doesn't immediately send the kids down the hall to the school nurse to get the shots. That's right. They're putting kids on a one-way road to transition. That's right. Um, you know, we, we talk about uh, so, so often they'll, they'll accuse uh, our side of um, not giving kids the, the options that they need, but they're not, they're not really advocating for kids to have options. They're That's just right. advocating for this one-way road to transition, mm-hmm. and there's no way back. Detransitioners, the people who have come out of this and said, wow, that really hurt me, and I regret that transition that I pursued, uh, they're often shunned um, by activists. Um, the activists don't want to talk about them, or if they do talk about them, they'll sort of dismiss them and say, well, you know, there's, there's always a few exceptions. Uh, but we are seeing more and more of these detransitioners speaking out um, about just how much this movement hurts them. Right. We're speaking with Meridian Baldacci from the Family Policy Alliance. It's, it's just frightening. And, and when you think about some of the stories that we hear, you know, it's not like a kid who smokes a little pot in high school. I'm not advocating that, okay? Or takes a sip of booze at a party. We're not talking about that. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do either. That's reversible. But these are things that are not reversible. And I've heard stories of doctors, and I'm going to clean this up, all right, who say, I've got 25-year-old men who come to me who have the appendages of 9-year-old boys, and I can't fix that. Hmm. Yeah. It's absolutely tragic, and I mean, you're right that this is this is not um, this is not the type of decision that a, a, a child should be should be making, or that um, even even under advisement. Um, they when when we when we look at the other things that we don't allow kids to do, let, let's let's just think about that list. We don't allow kids under a certain age to drive, presumably because they're not mature enough to do that, and that could have, um, you know, major consequences for them. Uh, we don't allow them to even get, in some cases, cough syrup over the counter because of the damaging results that that could have. Um, sometimes we don't even allow kids to get a tattoo under the age of 18 because, you know, a tat- you don't want them getting an embarrassing tattoo that's later going to uh, you know, have, have an irre- be irreversible or, or hard, hard to reverse at least. Um, and we want to wait until they're adults to make that decision. And yet, 
when it comes to hormones and surgeries, the kid says, I want to be the opposite sex, then we say, great, done. We're speaking with Meridian Baldacci from the Family Policy Alliance. Here's a crazy thing. I was checking, I don't even know what I was looking at, some website the other day, and there was something about, I don't know what it was, it was about missing persons or something. And they had found some skeleton in California of somebody. And the person was dressed like a female. I mean, there were female, you know, they have some, those websites will put nothing graphic, but they'll say a skeleton was found, these are the clothes or identifying, you know, jewelry or whatever, right? So they had a whole list of the things that this person was wearing. Girls, women's this, women's that, men's this, but mostly women's clothes. Yet they identify the skeleton as, wait for it, male, because your pelvis is your pelvis, period. I mean, this, so my point is, they're, they're not turning into men. They're not turning mm -hmm. into women. It's not going to happen. Ask an anthropologist, yet nobody talks about that either. And they're damaged forever, and nobody on their side of the aisle, at least when they're transitioning, is going to tell them the truth. And so far, it's like Planned Parenthood. They never want to tell you the truth about abortion could harm you psychologically. Okay, obviously we know what it does to the baby, but how it could psychologically damage you. and all the, They never want to tell you all the information because you might make a different decision. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true, and um, that, that, is, that is one reason that we think this is, this is so much, uh, this, is, this is not the, not the fault of kids who are being sold these lives. Um, we're, we're, not, we're not even as, as, as concerned about, about parents who are frightened and being told, <laughs> you know, your child's going to kill themselves if you, if you don't do right. this. Um, where, where we are most concerned is with the people who are selling this bill of goods to hurting kids. Um, and that is why we support um, Help Not Harm legislation, we call it, um, that actively ensures that kids are protected um, from, from these kinds of interventions in the first place. Um, and, and saying, no, <laughs> a, a minor should not be subjected to this. A minor should absolutely have options uh, to, to see a counselor or, you know, say they have other, other comorbidities to get um, appropriate care for that, but they should not be put in the position of being, being pushed to, being encouraged to pursue these kinds of transitions. Absolutely. Um, and so that's, that's why uh, we, we really support the Arkansas law that passed last year, um, and we are really hopeful to see more states follow in Arkansas's, uh, Arkansas's steps. That's important. And also Texas, as you know, has recently deemed this kind of thing to be illegal. I mean, they, they laid out exactly which laws they believe it, it violates as far as children, and it's a very compelling situation. Well, and, and you know, in Texas, we are so glad that um, they, have, they have recognized that there is a problem here. Um, uh, it's, I mean, it's a, a very serious problem, as we've, we've just been talking about. Uh, what we would love to see across all of the states is, is states actually um, adopting laws like what Arkansas had, because that actually prevents the problem from happening in the first place. You know, so we, we don't even we don't even get to the stage of, of trying trying to to deal with the after effects. It, it really really stops the problem in its tracks. Um, so we are we are hopeful to see to see more states follow that that suit. Okay, now for those who have not read the Arkansas law, how does it stop it in its tracks? Yeah, so it actually it goes after the, uh, the, the, the medical providers um, by giving a, a, a right of action um, to uh, those, those who end up, end up being hurt. So, so essentially medical providers could be sued um, if, they, if they pursue these kinds of interventions on kids. 
Yeah, that's great. It's great stuff, and I'm so grateful for what you're doing. So it's called Help Not Harm, and you're, it's basically trying to get legislation in these various states and get the information out there as far as how damaging this is. That's right, yep. Uh, if you want to learn more, you just go to familypolicyalliance.com slash helpnotharm, um, or you can follow us on, on any of our social media platforms where, uh, at Family Policy, and you will see us talking about this issue a lot. Well, you know what, Meridian, I'm so glad to talk to you. This is it just, it, to me, it's a no-brainer. I don't understand how anybody could do this to their child or allow this to be, and there are people who actively do it to their kid, or allow this to be done to their child. I, I don't even, I can't wrap my mind around how anybody could make this okay. I don't even understand it. Well, there are a lot of hurting people in the world, and, yeah. um, you know, that's why we are we are so focused on ensuring that people really can get the, the help that they need and spreading the truth about this, because I think, uh, the more that the truth is out there, the more people will speak out, and the more people that speak out, um, the more we are, we are able to actually uh, protect kids and protect people um, from this yeah. from this dangerous movement. Well, God bless you, Meridian. You're doing the right thing, and it's it's tough. It's tougher than ever to stand up against what's going on socially. I certainly I know that that story very well. Meridian, thanks for being here. Thanks for what you're doing. Thank you so much, Heidi. I appreciate it. FamilyPolicyAlliance.com. That's one of the good people. There are folks trying to make a difference in the world. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can join me Sunday nights in St. Louis on 97.1 FM Talk, 7 to 9 p.m. St. Louis time, 5 to 7 Vegas time for my people who know me from Vegas. You can check all of that out at HeidiHarris.com. You can also listen live on a link there at HeidiHarris.com on Sunday nights and catch all my podcasts and also my videos that I do during the week called Headlines with Heidi. That's all at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.